What is the mind-body connection? It is the link between our inner environment and our physical health. Whenever you have a thought, there is always a corresponding chemical reaction in your mind and your body. The practice of using mindfulness helps you achieve a state of mental clarity. We are training ourselves to observe thoughts as they pass us. I have created a four-step process using the power of your mind to heal your body. Deep down, we know what we truly need to heal. Hey friends, I'm nurse coach Sean, and this is my podcast. In this podcast, I will be sharing with you how to create a well and balanced life that connects with who you truly are, whether it be a meditation or mindfulness practice, an insightful interview, or just sharing my own journey and expertise on different life and wellness topics. Hopefully, if you're listening, you will walk away feeling more aligned in your purpose. This is your permission to cultivate radical self-love. This is your encouragement to create a more fulfilling and vibrant life for yourself. This is your invitation to lean into your curiosity and intuition. Together, let's build a compassionate space through which to heal. Welcome to the Aligned and Well podcast. Hey, y'all. I am back with another episode of the Aligned and Well podcast. Super excited to be recording this episode for you guys today. I hope everyone has been having an awesome holiday season so far. I did just get back from vacation a couple days ago with um, my husband. We went to Louisiana, which is where we are both originally from, Um you know, we moved to Seattle two years ago, a couple of months before the pandemic hit, and we have not been back to Louisiana for two years. So it was really nice to go home and see family and spend some time with friends and eat amazing food and reset and um, have some time away from work, um, really just get to spend some quality time with people that we love. So I hope all of you were able to get some of that time as well over this last week. Today's episode is going to be a really cool topic. It is the power of the mind-body connection and using the power of the mind-body connection to to heal and to reach your health goals. And I love this topic because I really only recently started utilizing the connection between my mind and my body to really change the course of my life. And it really wasn't until a few years ago that I realized there was such a strong connection between my mind and my thoughts and my emotions and my body and my physical health. So today we're going to talk a little bit about you know, what the mind-body connection is, and a little bit of the science behind our thoughts and emotions. Um, There's lots of different types of mind-body practices, some that I practice daily and practice often, and others that I have not tried, but I know are out there. And I know a lot of other um, holistic wellness professionals that offer these services and can vouch for their um, effectiveness in and improving our overall wellness in every area. So we'll first talk a little bit about what is the mind-body connection. The mind-body connection is the belief that the causes, the development, and the outcomes of a physical illness are 
determined from the interaction of psychological, social, and biological factors. So in other words, it is the link between our inner environment, which is created by our thoughts and our emotions, and our physical health. How many of you have noticed changes and how you physically feel based on how stressed you are or how anxious or worried you were? You know, for me, whenever I feel stressed or anxious, I definitely feel like a rush of adrenaline and I start to um, get really fidgety and unable to focus or sit still. I start to breathe a little bit faster. My heart starts to beat faster. You know, some other examples of this are, you know, going on a job interview, speaking in front of an audience for the first time, or even going on a first date and really wanting it to go well, you feel that rush of adrenaline. All of these instances are perfect, simple examples of how our minds are linked to our bodies. Whenever we perceive any kind of threat, our bodies tell us in some way. It's that sympathetic nervous system, that fight or flight reaction where all of those chemicals are released in our brains and it tells our body to protect ourselves. So in order to understand how our brains and our bodies are really linked, we first have to understand a few things about the activity that happens in our brains with thoughts and emotions. Whenever we have a thought, this is the basic pathway of, you know, the science behind thoughts and emotions. Whenever we have a thought, it's always triggered by something. This trigger can be anything, you know, maybe it's something that somebody else says to you or something that you see, or maybe you happen to remember an instance from your past, whatever the trigger may be, it always triggers a thought in your head as a response. Um, And thoughts are basically just sentences that pop up in your brain as a response to this trigger. So an example of this would be, um, let's say you get a medical bill in the mail, and you open it, and it's for like $2,000. And the trigger is seeing the dollar amount of how much you have to pay for this medical bill. The thought that may be a response to this trigger is, oh my god, how am I going to pay this? This is a lot of money. When you have a thought, it sends signals to your brain and activates several different areas of your brain simultaneously. And as we all know, different parts of the brain control different things. So I'm not going to name all of the different lobes of the brain and what they control, but two of the big ones here are the prefrontal cortex, which is the part of the brain involved in planning and personality and making decisions, social behavior, and the hippocampus, which is a part of the brain that's crucial in a variety of different memory functions. And it kind of creates this chemical cocktail of reactions that send signals throughout your entire body. So you end up feeling this thought somewhere. And that is what an emotion is. When you think about an emotion, there's always somewhere in your body that you feel it, you know, maybe your chest starts to tighten, or your breathing starts to quicken when you feel stressed or scared. And the point of this is that your thoughts can influence the neurotransmitters that are sent off in these parts of the brain. Whenever you have a thought, there is always a corresponding chemical reaction in your mind and your body. And that is why there are studies that show that practicing positive thinking is linked to better immunity to illness, while negative or depressive thinking may be linked to reduced immunity. You know, this is really important to realize because it means that 
our thoughts affect how we feel. And we also have the power to change our thoughts. So how do we change our thoughts? We first change our thoughts by becoming aware, becoming aware of what triggers our thoughts, of what thought patterns we have when we react to these triggers. If you are someone who is used to talking really critically to yourself or negatively, becoming aware of that pattern is super important. People who have experienced trauma or abuse or toxic relationships or maybe strained relationships with family members where they were overly criticized growing up can tend to have thought patterns that were sort of forced upon them. And these thought patterns can become really harmful if you are not aware of them and if you let them go unchecked. After becoming aware We have to learn how to replace unwanted or unhelpful thoughts with ones that we want to think. We can also implement mind-body practices to help aid us in creating that awareness and giving us specific protocols and techniques to step into that awareness and leverage it for healing. Okay, so we talked a little bit about the mind-body connection and what it is and how we change our thoughts and how we utilize this mind-body connection for healing. Now we're going to talk a little bit more about specific mind-body practices. Mind-body practices are techniques to help modify our biological, physiological, and psychosocial processes, as well as improve our quality of life. So I like to think of mind-body practices as different methods that we can use to tap into our inner environment to improve our outer environment and our physical health. Some of these techniques that I'm going to talk about date back thousands of years. The importance of the role of the mind, our emotions, our behaviors in our health and well-being is central to a lot of traditional Chinese, Tibetan, Greek medicine, and other medical traditions of the world. Um, Some of these therapies are considered to be a little bit out there. And honestly, things like meditation, I never thought would be so helpful until I started practicing it and really started seeing the benefits for myself. There are several aspects of life that cause distress to us as humans. Chronic stress is probably one of the most common things that affects almost every biological system in our bodies. You think about the past two years, we have been in a pandemic, we've had a lot of social injustice in the world. And it has honestly brought up a lot of distress in our society. And things like this often change people's worldview, often forcing us to confront our mortality. And for some for some people, this is the first time that they are even addressing it. But mind-body practices have so many benefits to our health. You know, it helps decrease stress and depression. It helps improve our quality of life. It helps decrease lingering fear. And it creates fundamental changes in the way that our brains function. Think about your brain like a muscle. As you exercise that muscle using mind-body practices and techniques, that muscle begins to strengthen. Our brains have something called neuroplasticity, which means that by practicing certain thought patterns and implementing these mind-body practices, we can change the neural pathways in our brain on our own. 
And when we recognize our ability to make these changes, we become more empowered in participating in our own healing. There are many different types of mind-body practices, and we're going to talk about a few of them. The two different categories of mind-body practices are body-focused and mind-focused. Body-focused practices involve some type of external manipulation of the body. A lot of people know about acupuncture. Acupuncture is a practice based in Chinese medicine that involves the use of the super thin needles paired with either heat, pressure, or electricity to stimulate different areas of the body and promote that flow of balance and internal energy. It's actually used to treat a lot of um, chronic pain and some symptoms associated with cancer treatment even. Uh, Massage therapy is another example of a body-focused practice. You know, it's really effective in reducing pain, anxiety, depression, mood disorders. Um, One of the things that I've learned recently as I've been incorporating trauma-informed care into my coaching practice is that trauma is stored in our bodies, in our cells, and massage therapy can be one of those body-focused practices that help release trauma from our bodies. It gives us a way to release what we are holding in. Pilates, yoga, spinal manipulation, those are all different examples of body-focused practices. Mind-focused practices don't involve any external manipulation of the body, and they are actually much easier to implement on your own since you don't have to go to an actual practitioner to do these practices. Um, One that I use fairly often is meditation. We'll go a little bit more in depth on meditation in just a little bit and, you know, the practicing of mindfulness. But this is a really great mind-body practice that can help you become more aware of the present moment and then train your brain to direct and redirect your thoughts and attention to aspects of the present moment. Journaling is a really great mind-focused practice as well. I I use this constantly. I use this every day. It helps you process your thoughts, your feelings, and your experiences through the act of writing and reflection. And I know journaling isn't for everybody, but I personally process things really well as I verbalize them and as I write them down. So a lot of my mind-body practices involve speaking affirmations every day, journaling, and just processing my thoughts so that I can actually access the ability to feel things in the highest capacity. Guided visualizations are also something that I really love to do with my clients. Almost every client that I've coached, I've used a guided visualization to help them access a part of their inner wisdom that they didn't really know was there. You know, what I like about guided visualizations is It's helping you use the imagination to create a specific sensory experience where you are immersed into a totally different environment mentally. And that helps remove yourself from a space where maybe you don't feel safe. And it allows you to create a safe space within yourself to unpack some of these thoughts and feelings that you are having about your healing journey. And finally, The practice of positive self-talk and thought work is a mind practice that I have really found to be so helpful in my own healing journey. So like I said earlier, I 
love the use of affirmations, you know, speaking kindly to myself, noticing what thought patterns I'm currently having and finding ways to shift or replace that thought pattern with a new one. I am definitely someone who is very used to criticizing myself and talking to myself in a negative way. You know, sometimes whenever you look in the mirror and you think to yourself like, boy, I look like a mess today. Having the awareness to stop and challenge yourself whenever you have a thought like that is crucial to shifting your thought patterns to a healthier perspective. One of my favorite things to do is to write down positive affirmations about myself every single day. If you are like me and you are very um, overly critical of yourself and you notice that you have a lot of negative self-talk, positive affirmations can be a really simple practice that can help you improve the way that you think about yourself and the way that you see yourself. And I know it sounds really easy and simple, but that one practice really helps you condition yourself to speak kinder words to yourself and to use different language when you are having that inner talk. You know, we are so used to trying to find validation from other people, especially when we're younger. And when we get older and realize that we have so much control over the thoughts that we think, it becomes a more empowering way to create your own self-confidence and to create a healthier, more intimate relationship with your own mind. So let's dive a little bit deeper into the practice of meditation, because this is something that I think a lot of people overlook. And most of the time, whenever people come to me asking me about mindfulness practices and meditations and how to do it, a lot of people don't really have a lot of experience with it. Because to be quite honest, and I'll I'll just speak from my own experience, Every time I tried meditating before, I felt like I was doing it wrong. I felt so silly. You know, how am I supposed to gain awareness? And and how is this supposed to be at all helpful by just sitting here, you know, focusing on my breath? It just doesn't seem like I'm doing anything. However, the more I practiced it, the more I was able to see the benefits The practice of using mindfulness or focusing the mind on a particular object or thought or activity, like focusing on your breath, helps create attention and a deeper awareness and helps you achieve a state of mental clarity and emotional calm. The definition of mindfulness is the innate human capacity to focus on one task and live consciously. So it is our natural state through which our innate capacities for mental well-being and resilience can easily flow. In mindfulness and meditations, we are training ourselves to observe thoughts as they pass us without any judgment or attachment. So that's why you're anchoring yourself to your breath, because it's something neutral in your body. And whenever you do have a thought that comes up, you are able to observe it and really become aware of the feeling that it creates. I like to think of whenever I'm practicing a meditation or a mindfulness practice, that I'm sitting on the side of the road, and the cars passing in front of me are the thoughts that I'm having. 
a lot of times when we don't practice mindfulness, we are in the middle of the road, allowing the thoughts that we have to just bombard us. And, you know, we're in the middle of the chaos, basically. And whenever you practice mindfulness, you're able to remove yourself from that crazy busy road and just watch as the cars pass, knowing that these thoughts have no control over you, but you have control over the thoughts. You're able to observe them, to watch them go by and decide whether or not you want to keep the thought or shift it to something else, shift it to something that is better, healthier, more positive. Practicing mindfulness and meditation can have so many health benefits. It helps reduce anxiety and stress. It can widen your capacity to be empathetic and compassionate to other people. And it can connect you to your meaning in life. It can also help you access a higher level of thinking and give you better ability to focus. When you're constantly exercising that muscle of bringing your thoughts back and focusing on something neutral in your body, like your breath, it can decrease the chances that you're going to be scatterbrained when you need to focus on something. It can also reduce your heart rate, your blood pressure, reduces inflammation. When we are in a constant state of stress, our inflammatory response kicks in and creates more inflammation in the body. There's a lot of science indicating that inflammation is possibly the underlying cause of many illnesses, including cancer, Alzheimer's, heart disease. So the simple act of meditation and mindfulness can help just increase your ability to be well. One of my favorite quotes that I've heard recently, and this is by an author named Eckhart Tolle, awareness is the greatest agent for change. Many times when we go through an experience and we have a thought or many thoughts that causes us to feel a certain way about that experience, those emotions usually dictate the next actions that we do or don't take. And all of this activity is happening in our brain in fractions of a second. We usually aren't conscious of this. So by the time we've either taken action or not, it seems to be something that wasn't within our control. Awareness is the key to bringing all of those reactions in our brain, all of those signals that go unnoticed to the front of our minds. When we are using awareness, we allow ourselves to live in the moment of an experience. Notice the thoughts we are having, feel those feelings in our bodies, and then choose from there the actions that we do or do not take. When it comes to healing, awareness is a powerful tool that we can use to move away from pain, suffering, victim mentality, and gain some sense of control over the experiences that we want to heal from. Whether it be a chronic illness, a mental illness, an emotional or physical trauma, or self-destructive thoughts and behaviors, awareness can simply bring us back into our bodies and our hearts, and create a space for healing. So I have created a four-step process to using the power of your mind to heal your body. The first step 
is to slow down. So like I talked about earlier with the mindfulness and meditation, focusing on something neutral in your body, taking some deep breaths, closing your eyes, practicing a meditation for two minutes, slow down and really take in your experience as it's happening in the moment in real time. A lot of the mind body practices that we talked about earlier begin this way by slowing down and having you ground yourself connecting to your body in some way, bringing your attention to the breath or the stimulation of the needles in acupuncture. The second step is to acknowledge. This is where you lean into curiosity. Notice and appreciate the thoughts and feelings you are currently having about this experience. How do these thoughts make you feel? How do these emotions manifest in your body? What are all of the sensations you are noticing right now related to this thought and feeling and honor yourself for allowing yourself to feel these things. And sometimes this can be a scary step because acknowledging something like feeling a loss of control, or maybe you feel like you're a burden on others, or maybe you feel like you are weak or not enough, or that you are less of a person can be really scary and vulnerable But I want you to look at these feelings from a curious perspective. Acknowledge everything that you feel because on some level, all of these feelings are valid. And they have come from thoughts that are meant to protect you in some way. The third step is to assess. So how do you want to think and feel? What thought seems appropriate for your experience? What thought feels less of a burden or provides a little bit more relief? In this step, you can even challenge the original thought that came up for you. Let's say you recently just had a loved one pass away and you are feeling sad or angry. Are those feelings appropriate for someone who has just lost a family member? A lot of people would say yes. But sometimes we feel those emotions and we think that we're weak for feeling them. But if you think logically that these feelings are appropriate to have when someone loses a loved one, then give yourself permission to feel them. Also think about your previous patterns. Are you someone who is prone to catastrophizing or automatically assuming the worst? Are you magnifying the negative aspects of your experience and forgetting about all of the positive stuff? Are you blaming yourself for anything, things that you didn't have any control over? Really assess here what you want to think and feel and whether or not these thoughts and feelings are appropriate for the situation that you're in. And the fourth and final step is to choose. This is where you take awareness and turn it into that powerful healing tool. You can choose the thoughts and feelings that you have about an experience after you take time to process the ones that initially arise. You may not be able to control the immediate thoughts and feelings that come up, but you can always choose how you respond and react. Although these steps sound fairly simple, it's a lot more complex when you put it into practice in your day-to-day life. We are constantly experiencing our lives at a fast pace. 
Many of the thoughts and feelings we have are so quick that we don't even notice them. Which is why that first step that I talked about of slowing down is the most important one. When we slow down, we are giving ourselves the space to tune into our own inner knowing. We have this innate ability to change our own biology without even realizing it. And awareness is the key to tapping into that power. And it starts with slowing down and looking within. Deep down, we know what we truly need to heal. Earlier, I talked about positive thinking patterns, reframing harsh or negative thoughts. And um, doing this reframing exercise can often help you experience improved health benefits. So I'll give you an example to leave you with. And I would encourage all of you to practice some of the things that I talked about in this episode. Try out some of these mind-body practices. Practice creating awareness and being mindful and reframing negative self-talk to more positive thinking. Think about the thought, I've never done this before. Many of you have probably thought this on some level. I have personally experienced this thought so many times over the past few months because I have jumped into launching my own holistic wellness coaching practice, starting this podcast, doing so many things that I have never done before. And it's scary. And if I ruminate over this thought, I've never done this before, it makes me think that I'm never going to know what I'm doing. And I will never be good enough to actually do this well. A positive shift for me that I can make on this thought, I've never done this before, is it's an opportunity to learn something new. That thought feels lighter. It feels like less pressure. And it doesn't feel as urgent. When you start assessing your current thinking patterns and becoming aware of the thinking patterns that are not serving you, and then shifting those thinking patterns to more positive, uplifting ones, you will experience a huge shift in the way that you live and the way that you show up in life. And I think I mentioned this in my last podcast episode as well, when I talked about self-image, is when you start to cultivate a positive, nurturing, loving, compassionate inner environment, your external environment will reflect that as well. And things will start to fall into place. So I highly encourage you guys to practice some of these things and to take some control back in your own wellness. So many of us don't realize that we have so much healing power within ourselves. And it's just a matter of giving ourselves the space to access that healing power. And that's where the mind body connection really comes in. So I hope this episode really resonated with you. This is a topic that I am super passionate about because I have been able to use some of these tools and witness my own life changing before my own eyes. And I can't wait to hear some of the things that you have taken away as listeners from this episode. So if this episode resonated with you, please 
take a screenshot, share it on social media and tag me on Facebook or Instagram at Nurse Coach Sean. I would love to hear your feedback. I would absolutely love it if you would subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already and leave me a review. If you are someone who is wanting to explore more of the mind-body connection and and how you can utilize reframing your thoughts and mindfulness and journaling and all of the different tools that I talked about in this episode, I offer free one-hour discovery sessions where I spend an hour with you talking about the things that are not going right in your life and where you want to be and what goals you want to reach, helping you create a strategy to reach those goals. And we do a lot of work implementing the mind-body connection and really getting in tune with yourself and your intuition and doing things that are aligned with who you are. So I will put a link in the show notes for where you can schedule a discovery session, or if you are following me on social media, my inbox is open to anyone who would like to explore that a little bit more. As always, I hope you guys have an amazing week ahead. And I am here to serve and support you in any way that I can. It is my mission and my purpose as a nurse coach to be an advocate for self-love and compassion so that I can help you leverage your own inner power and healing potential in the pursuit of a well and aligned life. I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Have a wonderful week. I'm nurse coach Sean. And remember, when all is aligned, all is well. Love you guys.